0: Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top rated sports book app. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast going to have, uh, well, a little bit of a conversation with Kareem Jackson and highlight his discussion in the Mile High Sports Magazine issue. It is the Time out issue, if you will, as of course sports has been on pause, but just beginning to come back and uh, well, we want to highlight what has happened since of course it uh, stopped and more importantly we want to highlight some of the off the field things that have um, transpired in America and Kareem Jackson has had this conversation with Mile High Sports magazine it's a terrific terrific discussion and i would highly encourage you to jump on over to milehighsports.com and subscribe to the magazine of course you can pick it up locally as well too but milehighsports.com for the magazine and uh, that is the Discussion. Uh, Kareem Jackson, if you will, from the eye of the storm, of course, the Broncos safety. He opens up about racism in America, COVID-19. Uh, of course, he was diagnosed and battling through both of those and his time. It's been a, a crazy off season for him. It just hasn't been sitting at home, you know, uh, you know keeping him himself in shape and everything like that and everything that goes in with COVID-19, uh, of course, getting diagnosed. But then on top of that, of course, the uh, BLM movement and how he's been a very big uh, vocal leader. For them. And, you know, I want to turn to one of the big quotes, I think, of the magazine that that really jumped out to me. And, uh, you know, I always think that players should kind of strive for this, um, and they don't have to. By any means, uh, because most uh, a lot of players will say that they want to be known as one of the greatest to ever play their position or the greatest to ever play the game, etc. And there's one quote in here from Kareem Jackson, and he talks about quote I always want to be remembered for something other than football and not just Kareem the football player. And I think that's really really cool because we see so many athletes use their platform to. Go the extra mile in society. You know, we, we talked about this on the previous podcast when uh, it was a real shame when Will Parks and uh, Kareen, uh, 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 Chris Harris Jr. left the Denver Broncos because they lost so much of society's. Uh, boost that those athletes are giving them. Now, they gain a couple good ones, particularly Jarrell Casey, who's kind of getting his footing now in Denver. I, I think that's really, really awesome because these athletes, they do have special platforms. While we should treat them like everyday normal guys, they do have a different lifestyle and a different platform that they can utilize to make a difference and make a change. And some, you know, they, they are very blessed to have that timeline and and some take advantage of it, some don't. And you know what? Those who don't, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but it is always cool to see athletes who do take advantage of that uh, that uh, stature, if you will. So, I want to get into what Kareem Jackson had to say. These are clips from the interview that our managing editor, Doug Ottowell, had with Kareem Jackson. This was a one-on-one interview. I had the opportunity to, to chat with him extensively, and I think that was really, really cool. And let's start with the BLM movement, because Kareem Jackson has been very vocal on this. And we're going to start with the progress. And if there has been progress made, Kareem Jackson on that topic, talking to Doug Ottowell, our Managing Director of Mile High Sports Magazine. And again, you can find these interview clips and more at milehighsports.com and in the latest Mile High Sports Magazine.
1: I think it's been some progress, but it's just going to take some time. It's, yeah. You know, uh, it's been a short time, and, and obviously, we've, we've been going through a pandemic right now, and a lot of people been, you know, actually kind of in the house and things like that. But at the same time, it's, it's going to take some time. Like, I would hate, you know, for it to be five, 10 years down the line and not see any significant changes, but it's, it's going to take time. I, I, I feel as though right now it's, it's just been too short of, of you know, of, of a time frame from when, you know, George Floyd's murder to, to now. Um, but I, I think everything. I think it's heading in the right direction. I think you know, with all the protesting, you know, and all, all these guys using their platform and you know and speaking out, you know, and, and you got a lot of the white, player, a lot of the white players as well speaking out and, and showing their support and know obviously supporting their teammates and their brothers and things like that. So I think with that, you know, that's a huge, that's a huge step because before, you no, know, nobody, you no, know, you didn't have any of that. So with guys you know, with guys stepping up and, 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 you know, and making these statements and you have, you know, the white players making statements as well and saying, like, you know, just basically a for for being silent, you know, and, and not really understanding. But now, you know, showing their empathy and, and their support, man, I, I think, you know, um, it's it, we've been taking some huge steps in the right direction.
0: And again, I, I want to note that, uh, you know, with this Magazine release, and with MileHighSports.com, you can find all the discussion that he has. You know what? I've taken essentially the best clips. This was a very long interview, and so uh, there's a lot of great stuff that you can find in that magazine. And and again, MileHighSports.com is where you can subscribe. Uh, it's kind of like our version of of helping us out as a, a local business. And obviously, COVID-19 has affected us very much, like it's affected these football players. We'll get to COVID-19. I want to continue. On on this uh, discussion of racism in the NFL and I want to highlight his answer his gut reaction to when Vic Fangio made his comments now uh, I would like to think you know that a lot of times us as human we're very flawed humans okay we're very flawed humans we make mistakes we say things we we shouldn't have said or we we thought we were relaying the correct way but you know communication can be sometimes difficult different and weird, and things can get construed, thrown out of context, whatever may be the case. And I think that's a lot of what happened with Vic Fangio, because when Vic Fangio talked about how he didn't believe there was racism in NFL, uh, then you know it, 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 it really was more, I think, a different message. But when he said it and realized, oh my gosh, it, it didn't really come off exactly how I said it, but I, I still understand that this isn't correct, uh, he was very remorseful. And I I would like to believe that people deserve that that opportunity to be remorseful, and if they show that, and they truly believe, and, and show that they made a mistake, then they should be forgiven. And uh, this is what Kareem Jackson had to say about his head coach talking about racism in the NFL and his gut reaction. And I got a, I have a great
1: relationship with Coach Fanzio. I talk to him a couple times a week, even in the off season. And and I, like I said, I have a great relationship with him. Um. I think it was just one of those things where, and a lot of times you have these conversations with the media, if you're not direct or, you know, if, if it's any gray area, it can get, you know, misconstrued, and then it can be something put out that you didn't necessarily mean. Right. And so um, just having a conversation with him after the initial, uh, actually after his initial comments were, were released, it, it kind of, it made me, after having a conversation with him. And so he just kind of clarified it, you know, he told me what he meant, and then, you know, I, I understood that. And and um, he also, he ended up having a conversation with the team, he addressed the team, and I think it was a great conversation because it was kind of uncomfortable because, you know, you had guys basically voicing their opinions, telling how they felt or whatever, and I think it was a great conversation for our team and especially with everything that was going on he was trying to say that the teams that he's been a part of he hadn't necessarily seen firsthand racism with the teams in the locker rooms that he's been a part of right and so he basically you know he apologized and and we kind of you know moved forward from from there but like I said I had a great relationship with him I had a conversation with him initially you know it kind of he's like man like then, like I said, once I had the conversation with him to better understand, you know, what he was trying to say, you know, I felt a lot better about it. And like I said, he addressed the team. We, you know, a lot of guys had a chance to voice themselves and, 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 and their opinions and, and basically point out different situations around the league as far as, you know, um, racism and things like that. And, 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 and like I said, we, uh, it was, a, it was a great conversation and we was able to move from, move on from that.
0: Again, it's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by DraftKings America's top rated sportsbook app, a conversation with Kareem Jackson, who opens up about racism in America, COVID-19 battling through both of them as a football player and now as a person just in general, a person of color in society. And I I thought it was a very great interview that Kareem had, and you can find the full interview at milehighsports.com and, of course, in the Mile High Sports magazine. Let's talk about now if... They are headed in the right direction, you know, because because it's always a discussion of okay, well, we we understand what the issue is. How do we start moving in the right direction? And if we are headed in that right direction, do we need more change? Kareem Jackson answered that with our friend Doug Ottawa of Mile High Sports Magazine in the latest issue. I mean, I, I, I feel like I feel like we're we're headed in the right direction, but then you see so much that's still happening social media-wise that, like I said,
1: reminds you that we have a long way to go, but the only thing you can do is just try to keep the momentum up, you know, um, like with the protest, what the protest did, like, you know, um, and, 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 and that's, I mean, the pro- everybody protests all around the world, so that, you know, instantly sparked conversation and, and, and stuff like that, so it's. Uh, I, I feel as though I mean, we just have to try to do our part. Everybody has to do their part. You know, everybody has to be willing to have these uncomfortable conversations because a lot of people are not informed. So if you're not informed, you need to get informed. So when you do run into somebody that's not informed, now you can be like, okay, I, w- I wasn't informed at once upon a time, So, but now I understand, now I get it. So these conversations have to keep in, keep, uh, we have to keep having these conversations, we have to keep sharing with everybody until everybody gets to a point where they're like, okay, well, we understand it, you know, uh, and we get it. So now we can start to see change. Now we have to see better situations and equality for everybody. And, and now the playing field is, is, is even when it comes to, you know, opportunities for black uh, African-Americans. Now we're not perceived as these, you know, uh, you know guys or, or, or women, you know, uh, that are automatically... You know come to, 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 to possibly do negative things so um, so I, I just think the conversation has to continue to be it has to continue to spread you know mm-hmm. and, and I think with that we'll eventually start to see change but like I said it may not be you know why I'm here you know it may not be why you're here but at the end of the day I want my kids to be able to you know live and, and, and enjoy their life freely like. Right? There's no way they should be going through this once they get, you know, get older and, and just have kids and things like that. I just want them to
0: be in a better place and be able to to live freely once they become uh, adults. So Cream Jackson speaking about uh, look uh, needing more change, you know, and and you know, I think particularly when he highlights a lot of what he discusses with his family, you know, setting, setting his kids up to live in a better world. You know, that's, that's I think, what we're all striving for. I, I, I'm not a dad, so I can't speak firsthand, but I would hope that someday I do have a little boy or a little girl and that. I can make the world a little bit of a better place. And uh, I think, you know, through many of the protests and many of the uh, team movements that they've done, uh, they are making a change, and unfortunately, that change is probably slower than it should be. Um, that's really unfortunate, but it is change that is needed, and there was team movement, and Cream uh, Jackson talks about what sparked that team movement, and more so, wanting to see the change for his kids. I mean, it, it, it kind of sparked when we kind of had, it, uh, had a team meeting via
1: Zoom, and... Um, and we was just basically, you know, having a in-depth conversation on, you know, uh, the George Floyd, you know, uh, murder and just a bunch of other situations, um, as, as far as like police brutality, you know, and just, you know, with the African American community. And for me, I was, I'm, I've always been one of those guys that's, you know, what's what's next? Like, we can talk about it, you know, we can sit and we can say, you know, we feel sorry for his family and all of these other things, but what's next? Like, what are we going to do next? Like, how are we going to use our platform as athletes and as, you know, this organization? And on this call, you know, it was all the coaches, uh, all the players, obviously, you know, it was our owner as well, the GM. And, you know, I just kind of told him, I was like, okay, so what's next? Like, we can talk about this, but what are we going to do next? And then from there, that's when the, uh, the actual getting out in March and protesting, you know, something that I kind of suggested. And it was a, um, me and a couple other veteran guys on the team that actually ended up putting it all together. I think Todd Davis, you know, Juan Miller, mm-hmm. uh, A.J. Dunson and a couple other guys, you know, and we were, after that particular conversation we had with the team, from there, we started to like uh, we was we, we started a group message and we started to zoom every other day, you know, just trying to put it together. And we got to a point where we were saying like, is this you know not a, is it not enough time for us to put this together? And I was just like, man, I feel like we got to do this now because it's it's no time greater than now. Uh, I feel like if we put it off, you know, it'll kind of like losing some momentum so we we i think you know just us as being leaders of the team i think we did a great job of putting everything together and obviously our teammates everybody came out and supported us. so you know those guys did a great job as well just 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 making themselves available to us to get out and, and to use our platforming to be seen in the community because i felt like it was it would be impactful for us to be amongst you know um the people in the community so they can see that, you know, we're affected by these things as well because it's a misconception that because we're athletes, we make a ton of money, that we're not affected by these things, but we are. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so yeah. uh, I, I felt like it was very important for us to get out and, and, and to be amongst the entire community and, you know, to be arm and arm with, with the community and to march and, and to protest. After, and I think after that, I think um, – Maybe like a couple of days later, I got back to Houston, and it was another African American that was gunned down by by cops. Um, and um, from there, just seeing that and just thinking, man, we we got a long way to go. And, and now it's for me, it's like, okay, how can we make an impact to try to make some change. You know, obviously, it may be, it may not be change we'll never see, but for me, I have two younger daughters. that right. are four and two. So, for me, everything that I'm doing now is for, is for them. You know, so with me getting out protest and protesting and wanting to see change and, uh, you know, um, wanting to see, you know, change when it comes to, you know, the police brutality and uh, the inequality and uh, the, the, um, equal opportunity for for blacks in, in the different communities and you know stuff like that. It, everything that I'm doing, you know, it's, it's for my kids because I want them to be able to have equal opportunities. I don't want them to be you know socially, you know um I don't want them to be profiled because they're they're Afri- they're, they're young African American women. I want them to be able to go out and 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 enjoy themselves and not have to look over their shoulder because Going to be racially profiled or have to worry about you know being uh, facing some type of police brutality because of their skin
0: color. Lastly, I want to get to this clip, and then we're going to talk a little bit of COVID nineteen as well too, and if he even sees the NFL playing. In the 2020 season, uh, Roger Goodell came out and had some comments about uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and was in full support. And uh, Kareem, this is a different tune, obviously, from back in 2016 when we went through the Colin Kaepernick situation. And, uh, you know, I guess I don't, I don't know if the appropriate term is better late than never. Um, you know, you would have liked to see the NFL support their players at that time. Instead, it very much looked like a blackball situation of Colin Kaepernick, who stood up for what was right and what was truly happening. Uh, unfortunately, he was ignored or uh, cast aside or put in the shadows or, or attempted to just be um, borderline muzzled because he was the first one to say it. And that's a real shame. But... You know, I I do believe that uh, when we can start to make that change and move it mainstream, and it is a big deal when the commissioner talks about it, this is what Green Jackson had to say about Roger Goodell's comments.
1: Uh, I think that was, I think, you know, with him coming out and making those comments, I think that was great, you know, um, to to have the, the support now from the league and, you know, when it comes to the injustice and the inequality and the police brutality, and the, uh, systematic oppression of the Af- African American community. Um, for me in my head, I was like, okay, well, now they're, they finally get it. Now, now, now they see, you know, what Kat was trying to say and what he started years ago. But then another side of was like, okay, well, why, why, why wasn't this, you know, the reaction when, kneeling and first started because you know I mean it. Police brutality didn't just start,
0: you know. Right, these
1: things didn't just start. You know, these all these things have always been happening. And so when Cap tried to put the league on notice, I, I mean I can't I don't understand why it wasn't perceived or 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 taken the way it is now, but. To, to actually, you know, hear those comments from him, I think that was a great thing. And I, like I said, I think, I, I mean, it's just it's, it's all about taking those steps and, and having those yeah. conversations. So now with him making that comment, now I, I feel like it's, things are starting to go in the right direction or taking steps in the right direction.
0: It is the Broncos Blitz Podcast. It's presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. And I tell you what, there is a lot of interesting discussion left that I want to play for Kareem Jackson. But uh, before we get to those clips, including if he even believes there will be NFL in 2020. That's an interesting little tidbit that he'll get to in a second. Do want to talk about our friends who help present our, prod- our podcast, the Broncos Blitz podcast. That is DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Look, uh, of course, you can bet on football and futures and everything like that. But the thing that's kicking off now, well, it's the final 22 teams that have made their way down to Orlando, and they're ready to get back on the court talking about basketball, talking about the bubble, while the ending to this year's basketball season, well, it was... A little different than years past, right? There will not be a shortage of excitement and there is no better place to get in on the action than with DraftKings, America's top rated sportsbook app to celebrate the return of basketball. DraftKings Sportsbook giving all users a special odds booth for, for the first three days of the season. Bet $20 to win $100 on any team of your choosing. How cool is that? Take advantage of these slam dunk offers See what I did there? It's super easy. All you have to do is sign up and navigate to the promotions tab within the app. It's very easy to find. Don't stress if you weren't able to get your bets off before tip-off. DraftKings has you covered with live betting on all games, and again, If basketball isn't your game, that's fine. DraftKings, offering great odds, promotions, and fun different little tidbits on all kinds of sports. Golf, MMA, baseball, uh, and of course football coming up. A lot of great stuff with our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. U.S.-based, making it safe, secure, reliable, easy to deposit, easy to withdraw your funds whenever you want. Download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code MHS when you sign up for a limited time. All users can get a specialized boost up to well, you bet twenty dollars to win a hundred dollars. How about that? That's pretty sweet. On a team of your choosing, that's promo code MHS to boost your odds to $20 to win $100. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. So again, big thank you to our friends at DraftKings uh, presented by DraftKings America's top rated sportsbook app. That is of course the Broncos Blitz Podcast and Look, on this Broncos Blitz podcast, if you ever have any questions on the podcast or would like anything answered, be sure to, of course, check out the many different things on Twitter, at Radio. We're always covering the Broncos. And, of course, as we get closer to training camp, should be an interesting time. How does COVID-19 change all this? We will continue that discussion on Twitter. But, of course, you can message me. Speaking of COVID-19, I want to get to Kareem Jackson's comments in the latest Mile High Sports Magazine issue. It is our timeout issue, if you will. Of course, sports been, well, uh, pushed pause for a hot second, but of course coming back, and so there was a lot of things that happened on the field. There was a lot of things that happened off the field, a lot of things we missed. Uh, We highlight that in the latest issue of Mile High Sports Magazine, and it is covered, well, at least has the cover man on the uh, Mile High Sports Magazine issue in a dark blue hue. And with Kareem Jackson flexing them muscles... Yes, he is shirtless, and boy, I tell you what, he's looking uh, good over there. And Kareem Jackson, he opens up about racism in America, battling through COVID-19, and I want to get to that discussion about COVID because he had his first-hand experience with COVID. How serious was it? Uh, He talks about it and and opens up to uh, Doug Ottowell of MileHighSports.com, and this is his response to his experience with COVID-19.
1: man. Um honest I oh mean when I came back I um I was fine when I got back. It was, it wasn't until I traveled to LA to um I go to LA quite often to get tattooed in the off season and um came back, started to kind of feel symptoms. I took a red eye back, so I got back at like seven in the morning and then I trained later that day and then I uh I I, started, I felt symptoms that day and then um the next day I woke up, started to, I, I felt, you know, just still feeling the same symptoms. Like it was just congesting that person. I thought, okay, well, I got back kind of early this morning. Maybe it's just a quick turnaround or, you know, the, the time difference or whatever. And then I, um, I went and worked out Tuesday and later that day I was kind of having like body chills and I'm like, okay, well, just let me text doctor and see what's going on so i texted him wednesday morning i said is there anything else kind of floating around he was just like yes yeah, a stomach bug going around or whatever and i was like all right cool he was <laughs> like maybe that and then the, the couple of days before i kind of took some medicine hoping it'll knock it out so i was like all right let me give myself another day but some but that the wednesday the same day i texted him was like wednesday morning he was like if you want to just come in and get tested you know and i was like all right i'll let you know and after like, five minutes later, something told me to just go, you know, just go get tested just to be sure. I went and got tested, and sure enough, like, an hour or two hours later, he called me and like, man, you're positive. And so I was just like, oh, from there, I, it, it, it was brutal, man. Like, from, like, the body chills to the headaches to, for some strange reason, my eyes were, like, my eyes were hurting. And, like, at night, I would, like, have these, I would be sweating real bad. And then I didn't have an appetite, I didn't, uh, didn't taste the smell, so not having an appetite, tasting, not tasting the smell, I lost a lot of weight. Um, so basically, you know, for me it was a terrible, it was a terrible experience for, for about 10 days straight Now I didn't do anything but sleep, like I wasn't eating. I would wake up in the morning, I would go down, maybe see my girls, and then from there I would just instantly start to feel bad and I would just go get back into bed and be in and out of sleep all day. Yeah. But it was the um that was a terrible it was a terrible time for me for like the first ten days and then I got to about day fourteen or sixteen, I went and got retested and I was still positive. And so I'm just like, man, but I was starting to feel a lot better, I was back working out and all that stuff and then he was sent, The doctor told me to wait five more days and get tested again. And I waited five more days, and again, positive again. And they were just like, "Well, sometimes you know the uh, particles from the virus is kind of lingering in the system and stuff like that." He just, they were saying they they weren't doing a lot of testing on um, a lot of guys. A lot of people weren't even getting that second test. They were just going back to work, you know, after they quarantined for the fourteen days or whatever. But um, hmm, interesting. But um, after that. Second time and since then, you know, I've been able to um I've been feeling a lot better. I'm back to myself. I gained my weight back, appetite, all that stuff is back. So, you know, I'm pretty much back to normal now. So I just just for me I just had to work my way back, you know, get all my strength back, my weight and all that stuff. But it was it was for me it was a brutal experience. It was a brutal experience.
0: So I think of course that naturally leads our next question to can you see the NFL playing? We've talked about how serious this COVID-19 was and how firsthand, how he got to feel and see and experience how serious this uh, virus, this deadly virus, really is. So simply put, can he see the NFL playing in 2020?
1: To be honest, man, I don't don't see how it's going to be possible, in my opinion. Because right now we at a point now where, and we report on the twenty eighth, and I don't we don't have any, uh, any real protocol in place, mm-hmm. and I think I mean I think they're working on that now, but I think that the thing about it is, even if you put a protocol in place, I think the the one added factor that they're not considering is what are you gonna do when guys contract it. Some guys are asymptomatic, no symptoms, and then you got some guys it's gonna affect like it affected me. I like I know I'm about I'm maybe about I'm a, close to maybe forty days out now and I it's now like over maybe like the last week actually like feeling like myself and I'm still not completely hundred percent black. To what I was before. So it's just like, what are you going to do with your best receiver or your best DB or hell, your quarterback? Get it in. It's, it's like a bad, it's just, you know, it kind of hits him bad. Now he's out six to eight weeks. So it's just like, you never know, man. So it's, just, I, I, I don't know as much as, you know, as much as I want to play and, I I just, I just don't know, man. I just don't know. It's gonna be a tough situation because obviously we got way more guys. Contact sport, sweating, bleeding, and stuff like all that stuff, man. and we got got. I mean, you got the line and the the D line and the O line. Those guys hitting and touching every play. It's just like just have to just have to see what type of protocols they end up putting in place. Um, It's gonna be interesting to see, but. I know for one, for me, I don't want
0: it again. I don't want it. So again, we want to send a big thank you to Kareem Jackson for joining us on the magazine for an exclusive one-on-one interview. You can find the entire interview. Again, I I just covered tidbits of the interview. There's a full-fledged, I believe it's a three-, four-page spread on Kareem Jackson and uh, he opens up, of course, about the racism that's happened in America, COVID-19, battling through both, uh, how it's going to affect the season, all kinds of topics. You can find that in the next issue, uh, the latest issue of Mile High Sports Magazine. You can subscribe to the magazine at milehighsports.com, and I hope you do. It's kind of like our way of, uh, you know, as a local independent magazine, look, we've been affected by COVID-19 as well, too. And uh, in a way, you could support us by subscribing to the magazine of course signing up for the email alerts a lot of great things and a lot of great info that you can check out over there at milehighsports.com as we continue to write on the Broncos and of course the Rockies and uh, Nuggets, Avalanche, all the teams in Denver and uh, we will continue to follow sports as it returns it's going to be a busy time you know the hope is that hey cross your fingers the MLB can continue running and then you got the NHL and the NBA in their bubble The NFL, will they have a bubble? Uh, Is it time to look at change? I mean, there's just a lot of different stuff to discuss. And, of course, you can help me discuss with uh, you on the radio show as well, too. If you're local here in Denver, on AM 1340, FM 104.7. Of course, you can also listen at milehighsports.com. That is at one o'clock weekdays, Monday through Friday on Mile High Sports. So a lot of cool stuff. We appreciate you tuning in. Hopefully you enjoyed that discussion with Cream Jackson. a little bit different form of what we do for our podcast. But this interview was so good that I had to highlight a lot of these clips for Cream Jackson because it, it was just a tremendous interview and we Really appreciate his time spending talking about this, and hopefully you pick up that Mile High Sports magazine and uh, give it a read and all the different things that are going on inside that magazine. Every single month we release it, and of course our Broncos issues are coming up, so now is the time to subscribe. You can subscribe at Mile High Sports. Com. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K. Radio. That's at R O N N I E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. This is the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. I appreciate you tuning in for more coverage on the Denver Broncos and all sports in Denver. Check out MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. Later, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.